Audio is going. All right. Welcome to Swim Out of the Box. I'm your host, Dominic Latella, my partner, my life partner, my podcast partner, my business partner. So many things. So many partnerships. So many things. Lissa Latella. Hello. Hi. How are you? Um, it's good man, to be here. It's good to be here. <laughs> <laughs> so funny this morning, huh? <laughs> um, it feels... Like I haven't got to do a podcast with you in so long. Yeah, because you, did you it ditched Bill. me for people. You, <laughs> you were like, "Listen, me. Lissa, you're boring. I'm tired of telling you the things you say are wrong. I'm gonna find random people to talk to instead." <laughs> okay, bye. I believe you ditched me first when you had your podcast with Bill, even though I was in the same room, and you then claimed that you murdered me. Maybe. Okay, so so I felt like I had to talk to Lou by myself. Or maybe the fact that Not we really. only have two microphones. <laughs> have two mics. <laughs> that might have something to do with it. That's 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 what it comes down yeah, to, little, really. Just a little. Just the two mics. Um, today, mm-hmm. on the podcast, the question to ask. Yes, is. Glide or not to glide? What should we do? Well, if you're swimming breaststroke, you should glide. <laughs> well, we're not going to talk about breaststroke. I but if you're swimming think. butterfly or backstroke or freestyle, then there is no such thing as a glide in those strokes. Don't do it. However, there are situations that I would personally say it's okay if somebody glides. Now, oh, interesting. Mm, mm, no, mm. I don't want this to be misconstrued. Okay, because I really do stand by not gliding and i want to talk about that first okay now so, um overarching do not glide let's, let's the gist of it is don't glide let's yes. unpack that <laughs> i've always wanted to say that people use that phrase all the time and i've never gotten to i feel okay. really i feel really good right now so let's unpack that yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um from a momentum standpoint mm-hmm. if you glide what so happens? Say in freestyle, mm-hmm. if you glide, mm-hmm. since most people swim freestyle. Maybe we should, wait, maybe we should back up. Glide how? Pausing your stroke somewhere. Okay. Looking for rest is also Because I know great, what you're talking about. Yes, I know. When people pause their stroke in order to try to rest in mm-hmm. their stroke, that's gliding. And that glide has been promoted by certain entities, swimming entities, as as a part of freestyle. Mm -hmm. And it's just not. And the reason why it shouldn't be, because every time you glide or pause your stroke, you are losing velocity. And as you lose Mm -hmm. velocity, the next stroke has to work or generate more propulsion using more energy to get your velocity back up because to where it was before the pause right because if you want to think about it and be like super blunt like gliding you're stopping you're no longer like producing any forward momentum i mean you can think about it in lots of different ways and like if i was walking down the street Mm -hmm. and i had to stop for a half a second after each step Oh my gosh, I'm imagining How long would that. it take you to walk a mile? It would take forever versus right. just walking without a pause. Right. Same as running. There's no pausing in running. 
there's there's walking, there's jogging, and there's running, and then you can say there's even sprinting within running, right? So speed walking. Those are all different forms of movement on your legs mm-hmm. on land. None of them include a pause when you're on a bike, when you're cycling. No pausing. You shouldn't be coasting down hills. Ooh, coasting is a good word for it. Ooh, coasting, yeah. Coasting instead of gliding. It's a good word because coasting does kind of have a negative yeah. if you're not in If you're not in swimming, yeah. But I think, I really think we need to go back and talk about like exactly what glide you're talking about. What do you think I'm talking about? Well, to me, it's right, like people have always been taught that before you take your catch you're supposed to reach forward and that reach is what i am assuming we're talking about as the glide uh it's not the action of reaching forward but that that's part of it for sure where else do you glide people uh people learn how to swim freestyle a lot of times using catch-up drill if you don't know what catch-up drill is it's just a form of Mm. a freestyle type movement when your hands catch up to each other they stop and you pause Right, you always have one arm so out be- in front of you. Because people learn how to swim freestyle this way, because mm-hmm. they always have one arm in front of them, they mm-hmm. have a built-in glide or a built-in hesitation or pause or coasting effect. And I have had plenty of people tell me, with me teaching them circle freestyle, which does not have a pause in it at all, Right. they've asked me, Dominic, where am I supposed to rest in the middle of my stroke? And I say to them, you don't why would you what what other sport are you resting in during i guess you could do run walk maybe, but that's not running that's maybe, run walk yeah right? or like tennis you could i mean i i don't know i'm not sure i i honestly can't think of another other than being on a bike i can't think of another one honestly all right because on a bike you can definitely well, you're not supposed bike, to stop though. pedaling if you're in a competition you're maybe not supposed you're to going stop downhill pedaling. Technically, yeah, you're not supposed to stop pedaling. Oh, if I was a bad bike competitor. If if I'm going down a hill, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not pedaling. <laughs> no. I used to have that little thing on your bike, which is so super rudimentary for like every other triathlete person I know, but I've only ever done two triathlons. I was lucky I had anything on my bike. I had this thing that would, t- I mean, it was just a speedometer on my bike. It's petrifying when you're going downhill and you look and you're like, I'm going like 38 miles an hour. That's crazy fast, yeah. That could be really wrong. I don't really remember, but I went. I got up. To, I know I got up to like thirty-one once, and I looked down, and I almost just fell over. So it's like ah, I would have slammed on my brakes. I'm gonna die. I hate moving that fast on it's a bike. Awful. Yeah, it's not a good feeling. That's why we have a swimming podcast and a swimming company, not a biking <laughs> podcast. <laughs> this is true. So, other than cycling, I can't think of another sport where it would be even make sense. But you can see how cyclists can add a glide yeah or coast to what they do and it could be quote unquote necessary you could say that all right or but really it is unnecessary because it's the same exact fact they're losing velocity mm-hmm. when they're gliding and so we wanted to try to make sure we keep up momentum we keep up inertia to keep everything moving forward not having to try to use more energy in order to move forward and this is really interesting to me yeah. because a lot of people that I work with will say to me, well, if I don't glide, I'm not as efficient because I'm taking more strokes. And it's actually the exact opposite of efficiency because efficiency isn't the number of strokes you take per se. It's the amount of energy used to travel a distance. So if I mm. use, if I take 28 strokes mm-hmm. 
and travel a distance, but my level of exertion stays low, then I was efficient. But if I take less strokes, but my level of exertion was higher, I'm not as efficient. So stroke count is not a real measurement of efficiency. It's a falsehood. Oh, like that terrible drill that you can do at practices sometimes. Some people call it golf. Some people who, I, who I hate call it swim golf. <laughs> you don't hate them. You hate you the g- name swim golf. Yeah, so because you use that word, I now hate you. That's a bit extreme. Um, Just speak the English language. True. Uh, swim golf. I mean, it's, it's English enough. Anyway, but the whole sw- point. Anyway, swim golf is like, see how few strokes you can take. Mm-hmm. in a length which is absolutely terrible because then you're just you're like oh my gosh coach i made it across the pool in eight strokes like cool um is that why you're here t- on tuesday when we started this drill on monday like it's absurd <laughs> it's absolutely nuts and then what's the other one um distance per stroke right which, which is, is a thing we want to measure we want to know but not right but the way that like- the way that it's usually presented in practice is like we're going to work on your distance per stroke so when you're going to reach with your hand and you're going to kick real hard when you're doing that and you're going to stretch your lat out and all this garbage that always just makes you slow down yes i agree i mean it's a very simple concept like we're not even really talking about anything nuanced or hard to understand i think you're just if you're not making a movement to move forward and your kick is not the main propulsive force in freestyle, it will not propel you. Not unless you. you're like outright sprinting. Right. And it's not, even at that point, wouldn't you, be the you main You can't be force. like, but Lisa, yeah. I'm still kicking. I don't care. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You're always supposed to be moving. If you stop moving your arms, you're going to slow down. Right. And I think there's this weird visual effect that people see online when they watch videos of people like sort of showing uh, this front quadrant gliding freestyle there's that gallop stroke too which can be really confusing to look at because that's that's really prevalent mm-hmm. in the olympics mm-hmm. so what i'm talking about though and i know i've showed you videos of it mm-hmm. where people will will post a video of themselves swimming and it looks like they're barely trying um that's just good de- decent swimmers don't look like they're trying because the work is all being done under the water a B, right you want to look as effortless like, as possible right but it looks like when you watch those videos of these gliding swimmers like oh wow well, look they're 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 taking so few strokes but yet they're traveling so far but it's an optical illusion on the video because what you're really watching is someone's velocity slow down and then they take their next stroke and then all of a sudden they're they accelerate and they shoot forward yeah. and so your eye isn't able to actually measure anything against that distance because it's usually just in the water mm-hmm. without even you can't even see lane ropes a lot of times in those videos a lot of it's well, open water swimmers yeah, yeah. and it's it's a optical illusion of someone actually traveling fast they're just traveling faster than when they're slow down point which shouldn't occur that shouldn't actually shouldn't be a thing a slow down point All right exactly yeah. so it's just interesting how people confuse the idea of efficiency or confuse the visual effects of slowing down and speeding up as a good thing Versus someone that just travels a consistent speed with a consistent stroke rate, which, by the way, in my opinion, is always more important than stroke count. Is consistent stroke, speed. Stroke, consistent stroke rate is always more important. If I do right, because over the long term, right, it's going to be faster. Right, if my first 100 yards, I take an average of 20 strokes per you know 25 yards. By the end of my mile, I want to be also taking 20 strokes. Because if I'm not, I wasn't efficient. 
Does that make sense? Yes. Good. So we're all on the same page here. So don't glide in freestyle. You want to keep constant motion. You want to make sure that as one paddle is exiting the water, the next paddle has already started. And by paddle, we are talking about your fingertips to your elbow that you create when you set your catch. Yes. I don't crushed I, I, it. I don't mean plastic paddles that you put on your hand. You got to be clear. I know. Well, I appreciate you uh, clarifying clear. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, for once, I was correct. Yes, you were. So that was good. <laughs> for once. So dramatic. <laughs> for once. Um, so when it's okay to glide, I give people leniency. I understand we don't live in a perfect world and there's not perfect swimmers out there and people learn in different stages. And that's important to take note of. Like I had said earlier, people will often learn how to swim freestyle with catch-up drill. There's nothing wrong with learning freestyle that way. It gives them an opportunity, it gives the swimmer an opportunity to learn and think through the process without having to rush through the stroke. Well, when you're learning, swimming has so many parts that you're trying to understand and understand your body movements in the water. And like drills are a really good way to break down the movement. So you're only focusing on certain ones at a time. Cause there's so there's you're rotating, you're catching, you're pushing back against the water, you're kicking, you're trying to keep your face down, you're trying to breathe properly. Like it's a lot. Yeah. So it's a lot to think about. So yeah. Having ketchup drill built in as part of their freestyle, mm-hmm. it does two things for them. If it's something that they've learned during the beginning of their freestyle uh experience Mm -hmm. i'll call it why not experience i like it freestyle experience um then it can be kind of calming so if someone goes into an open water swim for the very first time and they're a little panicked a little freaked out Mm -hmm. they do some catch-up drill it's very familiar they know it it gives them an opportunity to kind of think through the next steps and kind of quiet their brain a little bit right slowing it down and reset. I think it's like a reset. Like drills are really good to like bring you back to what you're doing. Make sure that your technique is proper. Because I mean, like they're like people do drills. Just just because you know how to swim doesn't mean you're not doing drills. You're always improving your stroke, because it's pretty inevitable. You make your kick perfect, and then you start to focus on your power phase. Your kick's probably gonna suffer a little bit. You might not notice it for a while, and then you're like, oh, all right, I'm crushing my power phase. And you're like, well, my kick isn't super great right now. So you go back and work on it again. Like, it's a constant work in progress. You're never done. Yeah. It's just like life. It's a journey. Yeah, that was deep. Ugh, I don't I even know where to go from I there now. I hate myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's okay for beginners to glide, but it shouldn't be something that remains a habit and it shouldn't be something that should continue i would say i don't i think it 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 depends on the swimmer's experience level but if you get maybe two or four open water events in Mm -hmm. you need to start sort of backing off of that catch-up and that glide you need to start kind of getting to a mental place like that in a race well no i'm saying if even if you're in a race and you're nervous and you're panicked because it's your first race right, ever. But that's not like glide. That's not the first thing on the list when you're like, I'm in a race. You st- like race equals move as quickly as you can. Guess what's not as quickly as you can? Drills. Right. That's why so they you have start to start out with okay. I'm gonna go as bit. fast as I can. And well, oh, I'm having a panic attack. There are way too many people. What can I do to keep moving, not stop, 
and still have forward momentum. Okay, you can break it down a little bit to protect yourself, mm-hmm. but that shouldn't be your I, catch I, up stroke forever. Yeah, no. catch up stroke forever is not an option. Uh, for some people, it might make sense for them to start with catch up drill at the beginning if of the race. You're just getting into it. Well, just to, to at the beginning of the race to get away from the pack to calm themselves down because oh. they are go- everyone's going to have some form of race anxiety, right? Everyone's going to be a little amped up. Yeah. If you're not, why are you racing? And it's not like when you like try to fly and you can have a couple drinks beforehand. I would not recommend drinking before racing. I mean, you're an adult. You can do what you want. I just don't want to know about it. Um, (laughs) I'm sure the race director does not want to know about it I would die. I would die. I did one swim practice in college, drunk-ish, and it was the worst. Oh my gosh, the worst experience ever. I did a drunk-ish swim practice in college and it was one of the best swim practices i've ever had oh i crushed it we were doing sprints and i did i was like demolishing my butterfly hundreds but it was still it was like any freestyle flip turn i did i would come off the wall like where's up where's down oh my god am i gonna find arrogant in my life oh this is cool my practice was long course that day no every saturday was long course oh that was rough and everyone on the team was just like still drunk from the night before and we all got punished and so we had to do I don't know what the correct term to call it now is, but we used to call it just suicide turns. What's that? When you would like swim out five yards, do a flip turn at the f- under the flag, swim back, do a flip turn, swim 10 yards, do a flip turn, swim to the flat or swim, ba- swim back to the wall, flip, go 15 yards, flip, go back to the wall, flip, go 20 yards, flip. So every five yards you're, you're doing flips. And our coach did that Your to make us an He was not no known everyone out there listening nice. there's no point to that this coach is a dick he no, was trying to point. S- no he was mad at us he a. was mad at you that's the point <laughs> b there's a point because you have to learn how to flip without the wall you don't have the momentum you have yeah, to learn but how to that be shouldn't, that shouldn't be done the way he's doing it he's not doing no. that to help you work on your technique no absolutely not. he's doing that to be like all right you guys show up drunk here's what we're gonna do pretty much we d- i didn't it wasn't like a group of there were like four of us it was a wednesday morning I have no idea why we were drinking the night before. Closer. I know you think it's too close, but I want I want to make sure everyone hears you. There you go. Get up in that I'm mic. Not, I'm, Eat not gonna, it. I'm not going <laughs> to talk now because you did that I'm over it. Oh, thank God. Um, All right. So everyone, this is done talking. Now we can really start the podcast. You're so funny. <laughs> um, no, but ours was, just, ours was super short because it was a Wednesday morning practice and those were usually circuits, but this one was like sprint. Let's just do meat sprints. I was like, I'm going to die. That's not good. No. That'll I crushed you, it. That'll make you want to throw up without the alcohol. <laughs> I cr- Oh, my gosh. It was terrible. I did a really good job, but it felt awful. So, anyway. Anyway, back on topic. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have to glide for your first race, first couple of races, maybe your first season of triathlon, whatever it is. I think it's that's like fine, there are always you exceptions. Have, yes. You have to back off. You have to understand that if you want to get faster... If you actually want to have a fast freestyle, you can't have moments of pausing. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and lines start to get blurred in that in a front quadrant freestyle. Some people will say, well, I'm not pausing. But because the lead arm is out for so long, yeah, it, there's actually it's a slowdown period and you're still losing velocity there. So the goal should be maybe not just to avoid gliding, but to slow down or to um, avoid the loss of velocity so okay that's right? a good way to put it you just have to be careful about it mm-hmm. um and one of the things that we're experimenting with right now is our velocity meter so we can actually test to see where people's velocity is dropping or increasing right. I should say decreasing or increasing um 
so that'll be really interesting to, to start once we get really good at testing start testing people and see what they're doing well it's really cool so it gives us a graph output and it's it's basically just a line graph and it shows you you want the difference between the highest spike and the lowest spike to be as small as possible right but it's fun watching it when we're filming it because you're you're watching them and everyone looks like they're going so fast and you're looking at this graph and let me tell you the differences between the top and the bottom point are large uh, uh-huh. and i remember when we did it with me oh that was that was painful I'm like i knew that i wasn't doing very well at that point in my stroke but watching it you sync it up with the video it's just tragic we're off topic again well not really because we're talking about velocity in a way that's true so it, you know we have ways now in swimming to measure velocity where we didn't really have it uh accessible before before probably it was very rare back in like the early 2000s uh i only these even come out i don't even the velocity meter we own is fairly fairly new within like i don't know last decade uh okay where i i know that there was somebody dr g uh who was measuring uh michael phelps velocity since phelps was like 13 or something like that oh so it's gosh. been around for a while it's yeah. just very unaccessible um very difficult to get done now it's a lot easier um and the measurements are helping science understand swimming better and that science is helping coaches understand swimming better when total immersion for instance was created mm-hmm. i don't believe there was any opportunity to measure velocity so a lot of it, it was just kind of guessing. Well, this is how people can swim for longer periods mm-hmm. versus this is how someone could swim fast for longer periods. All right? right. There is a difference. And I'm okay with people, like I said earlier, I'm okay with people gliding to get them in their, their razor into swimming. There's a grace period, I feel like. Yeah, there's a grace period. There's a great way to say it. the same. Like when you're learning before you're getting to that level, that's fine. But like that's just like – you have to think of that in the same way as, well, when you're learning to swim and your kick is terrible and we're we've, we're working on your rotation right now, like, let me be clear. Your kick is not good, but right now we're only focusing on your rotation. So it's fine that for in this instance, your kick is not good, but we will get back to it and fix that. Always. Yeah. That's how it works. So it's just like you work on one piece at a time and then when you finally build it, you still have to go back and refine everything because you're not going to like... Your muscle memory is great, but it's not going to remember correctly and you're going to get tired and then everything's going to, what's the, what's the easier way I can move through here and give my muscles a break? Oh, I know I won't catch, but I'll still be swimming. Right. So it's, it's just little I know I'll like pause. That. Right. I'll glide. I'll, I'll reach. I'll reach further. <laughs> Don't right. reach. So I am very against gliding in most circumstances mm-hmm. and I think what I want people to walk away from this podcast with is a don't drink and swim. And B, <laughs> um, I really want people to walk away with the idea or, or to know that what they perceive as efficient because they're taking fewer strokes mm-hmm. or feel like they're using less energy in order to glide is actually not efficient. And it's well, something they need to be very aware of. If you're thinking that gliding is helping your efficiency, that yes. thought is incorrect. Yes. If you have other thoughts about efficiency, we don't know them. I don't know. You I'm could be right. Head. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, we could reread your thoughts. 
I don't want to really be able to read anyone's thoughts. That's scary to me. I don't even like my own thoughts sometimes. Whoa. That, that was another deep statement. Uh, I mean, I'm literally... Let's unpack that. Oh, you know, like when you want to eat a whole container of Oreos and then you do? Didn't you talk to Bill about this? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, that, that podcast was a blur. It had terrible structure. I was an awful host. I just rambled. Oh, I don't know about that. I I sat in the room giggling most of the time. I literally so. was like, I like Oreos. I like to have Oreos with milk. Milk comes from cows. Cows are really cool. Do you like hamburgers? Let's go to Five Guys. That's pretty much how that <laughs> podcast went. Very stream of consciousness. Wow. So, uh, anything you would like to add about not gliding? I'll, I only have like one or two things to add. I just think like this is one concept in swimming that I do think is very simple, but it can come across a little oddly like the main thing to take away is if you're n- like all of the parts of your swimming of every stroke make the whole it is all it can all be broken down into so many different pieces but they all work together so if you stop moving all your parts are going to stop moving you don't have your like good enough inertia to keep moving through the water as quickly as you would if you were still moving yeah so i think it can be a very difficult concept if you want to pick and choose the different parts of your stroke that you're gliding the reach like all of that stuff but as like an umbrella concept if you're not moving like none of the other parts are moving all of the many pieces that make up the stroke will all stop except your kick but guess what your kick will also slow down because you've stopped moving so your body as a whole is completely slowing down and then you're making it harder on yourself to get back up to where you were yeah so I think like, yes, we can break it down to be really, really complicated. But as a whole, if you ever stop one piece moving, every other piece is going to slow down and or stop. Right. And and just to add on to that, there's a really interesting effect that happens. Mm-hmm. Your legs are pressing against water. Mm-hmm. So that triggers a response through your core if you're kicking correctly mm-hmm. and you have good posture. Your arms are pressing against water which triggers a response through your core Mm -hmm. to react and tighten up if everything is in place, posture-wise. Right. If for some reason you slip through the water with your hand, maybe you turn it sideways, or maybe you bend your knee too much when you kick uh, downward, Mm -hmm. then your core doesn't get the activation, and then your core kind of doesn't know what to do. So if you're not kicking while you swim, the lower half of your core... It's just left to its own devices. Right. It doesn't know what to do. Everything's and a chain where, reaction that's, almost. Right. That's where you see droopy cores is people not kicking or not generating uh, propulsion enough through the entire stroke. And there's moments where you see it across the board and lots of people, they just drop the propulsion mm-hmm. and their poor little cores don't know how to do anything anymore because Aww. they were getting feedback from their, their limbs and now there's no feedback. So the core goes, oh, I guess I'll just be droopy. I'll be down here grouping. That's fine, guys. So it does. It all builds off of each other. Everything supports something else. One, like no movement in your stroke is in a vacuum. Yeah, in a vacuum. That's a really good way to put it. So you stop one thing, everything else suffers, even if you don't think it does. It does. It does. Uh, The only thing that I had to add was as if you are someone that does a lot of gliding Mm -hmm. in your freestyle because of where you are. Uh, in the in your learning phase of freestyle try in your swimming not... journey <laughs> can't even now <laughs> oh god uh try <laughs> not to do catch-up drill at all during this off season 
Oh, like train yourself away from. Get yourself it's away a crutch. from it. It is a crutch. Yeah. And I will speak from my own personal experience. If I do catch up drill at the beginning of a workout, mm-hmm. which I don't even remember the last time I did a workout. Yeah, I was gonna but, say what? But a I swim have, workout. Okay, uh, we work out, guys. Fair enough. Swim workout. Uh, I have very very dark memories of doing catch-up oh drill at the beginning memories. i know i wanted to be dramatic for you uh-huh. um Jeez. at the beginning of a workout and i swam i would swim very flat the rest of the workout so oh, how weird what so you, how you do at the, the beginning tone. exactly sets the tone for the rest mm-hmm. so if you're like oh i'm gonna do my warm-up and i'm gonna do my drill set and i'm gonna do catch-up drill for my drill you will very likely end up catching up or gliding the rest of that workout very likely about 100 percent but likely. I never did so, drills in warm-up. Don't do it. Even when you were my coach. I was like, I'm not d- I'm warming up. I'm just swimming freestyle. And if you don't know how to break the glide, you can obviously go on Spinbox's YouTube channel and look at different ways that we have tried to break people from the habit, habit of gliding. Mm-hmm. This addiction to gliding. Oof. It's an epidemic. <laughs> it's Stop it's ravaging gliding. Florida. America. <laughs> Um, so you could do that. Mm -hmm. You can talk to your coach about it. Guys, you have options. Okay. You can obviously reach out to us. We can help you. We'd be happy to help you. We can help you through this. It's like a glide rehab. We're going to set up a glide rehab so we can wean people off of this. We got, we, it's a safe space. (laughs) This is a safe space. Everyone's safe. So uh that's about it contact us talk to your coach if you do lessons at Swimbox, talk to your your instructor <laughs> ask them what they think about you or glide or not glide mm-hmm. or you can just go on youtube and start looking at our videos and then we say our videos because i'm the only one, i can only vouch for our videos i'm right. sure there's videos I'm out sure there, there are other ones that are talking about the same exact things it's a yeah, vast vast universe on youtube mm-hmm. i just don't know who else to to recommend so Oh my gosh, that just made me think of that Christmas song from the Am- Animaniacs Christmas special. Wow. Okay, where's this going? I don't know, because I'm afraid <laughs> if I try to start singing it that I'll, I won't have any of the words. Um, but it's that song that Yakko, or Wacko, who's the bigger one? Who's the one who's I in charge? I don't remember. It's not Dot. No, it's not Dot, but she should have been in charge. But anyway, I don't remember. he talks about Mickey Rooney and like the whole big universe where we're just tiny little specks we about the size of Mickey Rooney. There we go. Got it. Yes. There you go. You're we welcome. Our tiny little specks in the universe is YouTube. Merry Christmas. All right. <laughs> wow. Well, actually, this we put out pretty close to Christmas. I know. Um, anything else before we end this brilliant podcast? Follow us on Instagram, swim Good underscore job. box. Our YouTube channel is swimbox fairfax. Subscribe, rate, review our podcast. Um, yes, please. Even if you have negative comments, please tell us. We like ourselves too much. Yeah, we're we know, great. We know we're <laughs> like we're not everyone's cup of tea, so you gotta tell us. Um, we won't change. You know what we'll, I would we'll really like do. to do? If people actually made it to this point in the podcast, if you're still listening, <laughs> if, if you haven't you, given up, if you haven't given up, if you're still listening, I would love to do a podcast where we just answer people's questions. Oh, that'd be, f- I mean, we have a bunch of them. They don't even actually. necessarily need to be about swimming either. I don't care. I'll answer questions mm. whether I, mean, I know I the answer or not talk about myself. Yeah. <laughs> so that sounds like fun. Um, if you have questions, go ahead and send as many questions as you want. 
and we'll see if we can compile compile a list of questions and do a whole podcast where we just I answer questions. I already have a pretty good list. But yeah, email me, lissa at theswimbox.com, L-I-S-S-A. It's like Melissa, but without the me. <laughs> but all the Lissa. But all the Lissa. Yeah. All right. On that note. Happy whatever. I can't say happy Monday because I don't. I put we don't out. know when I put yeah. these out on Wednesdays. So happy Wednesday. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, that's it for today. Bye. Bye.